Monday, June 27th, 2022. The last Monday in June, the last Tan and J-Man show in June. It's episode uh, 293, I believe, if I'm not getting mistaken off the top of my head. Everything's right in the world, or not right in the world, but everything's right in my sports world, J-Man. The Avalanche are Stanley <laughs> Cup champs for the first time since 2001. You know, um, the Avalanche winning just means nothing good's going to happen to the city of Denver for like a decade. So uh, they they used up all their magic there. It's kind of what happened last time when they won in 01. The Broncos, uh, <laughs> I think, went from 05 clear to 2011 without making the playoffs. And mm. uh, the Rockies did make a World Series in between then, but haven't done anything since. Nuggets, I think they made a Western Conference Finals somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, no, you, you might be spot on there, but... <laughs> The Avalanche should be good for the next few years, at least. And uh, they got it done. It was worrying me a little bit. Down 1-0 after the first period last night. I'm like, here we go. Lightning's going to tie this thing up at three games apiece and have all the momentum going back to Denver in game seven on Tuesday. But the Avs found a way to claw back and and get her done. Yes, sir. I did not watch any of it. I got more to talk about it, but... uh, I can talk about later on in the show. I know we got we got segments to segments to get into at the top of the show. I got some birdie bogey here for you. I wish I would have done an NHL question. I didn't even think about it to be honest. That would have been uh, a bogey. But uh, I got an NBA draft question here. Probably gonna what, be a bogey. And you've probably seen it already. What Big Ten school has the most first round draft picks of all time? It's pretty. I've not seen this. So what? Big Ten school has the most first-round NBA draft picks of all time. Mm. Um, this school in particular is sixth all-time. So mm. we have K- Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, UCLA, Kansas, and then this school. And actually, there's another Big Ten school right behind them at seventh. Interesting. I'm going to have to think because uh, a lot – I mean, the Big Ten has such a rich, rich history in basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean and, – and there's been like – schools that have had great stretches of time where they might have sucked in the 80s good in the 90s terrible right. in the 2000s good in the 2010s um good in the 2020s i don't know so it's yeah it's it's a uh, there's there there hasn't been like one consistently great program since 2000 i mean per, purdue's been pretty dang consistent here the past 15 years or so uh michigan state obviously hasn't missed a tourney wisconsin's i think's only missed one tourney since 2000 um, Michigan's had a good run here the past 10, 12 years or so. Um, Indiana struggled, Illinois has struggled up until the past couple years. So, uh, but this is all time. So, uh, back, I don't even know when the first NBA draft was. So, um, this you particular know, school has 28. I'm thinking in my head picks. and I'm thinking the usuals, you know, you got Michigan state, even Illinois, Ohio state, one step pump out pros and then in my head see i'm already confusing myself because then in my head i'm thinking ooh, maryland hmm. yeah it's a sneaky one so i'm gonna have to think about this all, all show long so yes, it's a good sir. one it's a good one but birdie bogey is brought to you by noble gnome llc for fresh locally grown nutrient dense produce from bryson katie romine of mintone indiana like them on facebook follow them on instagram and check out their website noble gnome get your veggies it is uh Knee high by the fourth of July. It is up to uh the corn is up. It's it's not too tall uh, yet, but uh seems like it has ballooned, exploded here within the past week or so, uh, because we actually got some rain on Saturday. But uh, knee high by the fourth of July. Yeah, we didn't here. get much rain on Saturday. Very little. 
we got like two inches of rain in the span of like four hours. It poured down rain. We needed it because the grass was dead. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mowed my front yard tonight, and uh, I was having trouble seeing the lines mm-hmm. where I mowed because it's so dry. Yeah, that yeah. frustrating. But I got got myself recently an electric mower. Ever mow with one of those? I uh, had never even heard of an electric mower before, but my future mother in law has one, and I actually helped her out. Um, yeah, they're pretty nice doing that. Uh, yeah, you just you just plug them in, plug them in, and roll. I did have to uh, order a new battery for it tonight. Because the battery, I don't know how old the battery, I, I got this used, I should say. I don't know how old the battery is in this one. And it seems to not quite finish half my yard, and then it goes out. Dies. So gotcha. I'm thinking it probably wouldn't hurt to have a backup battery anyways, so you can always have mm-hmm. one charged and ready to go when that happens. Do you, Is it not one that you just plug into an outlet? It's just a, It just has a battery? Right, you charge you charge the battery with gotcha. the charger into the outlet, gotcha. but then it just clips in. The one I have used, you literally plug it into an extension cord and you just do it like that. So I, I have not used the one you're uh, talking about. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah. Well, they, they, they seem to be becoming more popular. Yeah, people, especially paying for gas and stuff, it's even true. just a small little mower it still it's adds true. up it's true where we're at here so. well, well your, your birdie bogey was nba draft related so uh why don't we talk about the nba draft let's do it um how much did you watch of it i watched um i, I had it on in the background i wasn't necessarily watching but i watched up until about pick i would say 27 or so 26 yeah, probably about when i i even um, had the second round on as background yeah. noise for a little bit and then i got too tired and Went to bed. Yeah, had uh, two Big Ten players taken in the top five picks. When's the last time that's happened? Do you know by chance? Um, Indiana, all Depot and Zeller. Oh, that's two right. Depot and uh, Zeller. That's yep. right. <laughs> um, yeah, Keegan Murray went fourth to the Kings, and of course, Jaden Ivey to uh, the Pistons. As a Purdue top fan five. and a Jaden Ivey fan, I'm very happy where he ended up to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. The Purdue part of me, of course. He's with Carson Edwards. Not sure if Carson will last with them, but that's pretty cool. And I just think Jaden's a good fit. Pair him with Kate Cunningham mm-hmm. there. I think Detroit can be pretty good here pretty quickly. I did not want him to go to Sacramento. That's where players no. go to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sacramento has is notorious for taking a player, and then the guy taken directly after their pick turns into Steph Curry, for one. Yep. It was one of them. They took Jimmer for dead over him, I believe. Um, they took um, who who was the big guy out of Duke, and then um, Trey Young and Luka Doncic went right after him. Um, what was the Marvin Bagley? That Bagley, was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sacramento is known for. Didn't they even take uh, Willie Cauley over somebody too? I'm sure they did. They've taken. I mean, there there have been so many guys over the years, and I I told this story back uh, a few weeks ago that the reason why Sacramento didn't take. Luka Doncic is because Vladdy Divac, their president, uh, had some beef with Doncic's dad or something like that. He he didn't like their family, so yeah. he 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 hurts the franchise by not taking them. And now Doncic's a superstar, and you don't even hear about Marvin Bagley anymore. Nope. And the uh, Kings, I mean, they haven't been relevant since we were young. I mean, yeah, oh two, oh three. They should have made the finals over those Lakers teams at least mm-hmm. once. Didn't and. They haven't been relevant. Uh, I did hear the other day, besides the, okay, here's a little trivia question for you. Besides the Kings, who's the only other team in the NBA who has not made the playoffs the past five seasons? 
past five seasons. The Kings have the longest streak. This this team is uh-huh. number two. Man, that's a good question. Looking through all the teams here, I don't know. Would it be um man, I LeBron's been in Cleveland since then, so it's not Cleveland. Um well, in Cleveland, I don't know if you technically say they made the playoffs this yeah. year or not. I I know the Timberwolves obviously have here. Um, recently, they did have a long drought, though. Is Timberwolves it, made it this year. Yeah, oh, that's right. They did make it this year, didn't they? Um, is it um, Washington Wizards? It is not. Good guess, though, because they've really fallen off. Yeah, ever since John Wall left. Um, who is it? Charlotte Hornets. I was going to say Charlotte, but for whatever reason, I mean, they, they were in the play-in this year. Um, that's true. But but that I wouldn't count it. So yeah. yeah, they uh, you know, they got rid of the Bobcats nickname, thinking that was part of their bad luck. They're gonna go back to Hornets, and they haven't done anything since then. Haven't done a single thing since. Man, it's um, I've, have we ever seen like a player and Michael, like a guy like Michael Jordan, for instance, be so good at playing, but then be just the worst executive ever? <laughs> he no, terrible. No, no well, exec. we probably have. They just get fired. Or or right. quit and Michael's sticking with it and he's not he hasn't yeah. got removed um, so that's I'm, why yeah I'm I'm trying to think who would be even a guy that we could even consider that was a great player but a terrible exec um, I'm trying to think baseball I can't really think of any uh, John Elway Matt, Matt Millen wasn't very good years. Matt Matt Millen's a good that's that's a very good that's that's accurate he's a really good player and he's not a good yeah. commentator either. He was, Terrible commentator, um, terrible exec with the Lions, and um, trying to talk, think who there, there's got to be other whiffs. guys. Huh? Talk about some draft whiffs. Yeah, well, yeah. Charge. The Lions are notorious for that, kind of yes. like the Kings. They're very yeah. similar. They really are. They really are. Who um, who would be your baseball equivalent of those two teams? That's what I was just trying to think. Um, who it would be? Um, I mean, besides Jeter those two was years, a pretty. Jeter was a terrible exec with the Marlins, and he's oh, no longer there. I, I was asking you more of the team related, like the Lions and the Kings. Who's the oh, baseball gotcha. equivalent? I besides those two years, I would almost say the Royals, but the Royals have won a World Ro- Series. So. Won within the last seven years. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tigers have been to a few uh, World Series within the last decade. I mean, I guess the easy easy thing you could say with the playoff drought would be the Mariners. Mariners, but I mean, yeah, probably the Mariners. I would say the yeah. Pirates have only had like two good years That's since true. the nineties, early nineties. You can uh, almost throw three, the Reds in there. Years. Yeah, Reds have almost. only had three or so playoff years since ninety six or so. Um, those would be the teams that I would think. Baltimore's only had maybe two. Uh, playoff yeah, chances. that's a good one. They're yeah. terrible. Um, Rockies are bad. Yeah, Rockies are bad. I mean, they've had a few of them. And they've had they had a World Series appearance. So yeah, they that, have, but, uh, but they they, they time ago now. I'll, I'll save my comments about the Rockies when I talk about the Avalanche later. I got okay. the comments. <laughs> I'll save. All right. um, yeah, well, back pa- to the draft. <laughs> Paolo Ban is, is it Banchero? I I'm, that's that sounds right. I've Banchero, heard it pronounced a few different know. ways. I mean, I watch a lot of college basketball, and for whatever reason, I don't ever remember hearing his last name actually. Uh, Said, but he goes number one overall to the Orlando Magic, joining Dwight Howard and Shaquille O'Neal. So some pretty uh, 
some pretty uh, lofty names to try to live up to. Um, I remember when Dwight went number one, I thought Emeka Okafor was going number one that year. Yeah, Emeka Okafor had a pretty good career. Went to the Bobcats. Uh, Yeah, second overall. Yeah, the Bobcats were kind of a career killer there for a while, too. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, Okafor lasted for years. He wasn't a superstar like people thought he was going to be. Um, and Orlando was very smart taking Dwight, uh, looking back, Dwight, but, uh, Dwight, uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, goes to Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city. It felt like they're on the clock about every 30 minutes here in the first round. They had, there's uh, multiple first round picks. forgettable franchise. Mm-hmm. I, I know they've had, you know, some good years and maybe it's because they, 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 they made me become a Sonics fan by, uh, leaving Seattle or I don't know what it is, but they, I just forget about them all the time. They were obviously good there from about 09 to 2017, would you say? Probably, yeah. Um, and it's because they were they were terrible, for one, and they hit on three straight drafts where they took Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. I mean, that's as good of a three-year stretch run in a draft you could possibly have. Oh, well, Technically, um, Durant was drafted and played for the Sonics. For the for Sonics. Year. Same, same franchise. I know you're right. You're right. Um, but West was Westbrook Oklahoma City's first official. I think he was pick? actually drafted by the Sonics, but then they moved. What? And then they moved. And he never played the for the okay. Sonics. I believe. Gotcha. So. That I'm gonna, that I'm would make go sense. Check that. I want to fact check because I'm supposed to be a Sonics um, fan, so I got to know. This <laughs> I I think you're a Pistons fan now. Uh, Pistons. Okay. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I've always said I'm a Pacers fan. I've, mm. I've never been a huge NBA fan. But with Jaden Ivey and Carson Edwards being on the Pistons, on June 27th, 2022, my NBA allegiance is with the Detroit Pistons until the Sonics come back. Until the Sonics come there back. Have we'll it. see. We'll see. There you um, have it. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'd always call myself a Bulls fan, but then Darren Williams was drafted by the Utah Jazz, and now is a Jazz fan for – you know, yeah, you even eight had that years, cool retro nine years, seven years. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, so I, yeah, I was kind of a Jazz fan uh, there. Uh, now I'm back to being a Bulls fan with Io, and now hopefully uh, Kofi Coburn, who signed with Utah as an undrafted free agent, can uh, stick oh, in the he? league. Okay. Yes, yeah, he did. Um, hopefully, he can stick in the league. I have my doubts. He's just not an NBA type of guy on today's NBA, but uh, I might have to. Uh, Bring out that uh, Darren Williams jersey that hasn't fit me in eight years, but uh, I might try try to wear it. That Russell Westbrook was selected fourth overall in the 2008 NBA draft by the Seattle Supersonics, which then relocated to Oklahoma City and became the Thunder six days later. Six days later, man. Six days. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, man, I've never been to Oklahoma City, so I I, I don't want to rip on the city, but. uh, But you're going to do. But but I'm yeah I'm gonna Seattle is one of my favorite cities I've ever visited. It's gorgeous out there. So that's quite the uh, quite the downgrade in cities going from Seattle to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yep. But uh, back. don't worry, Josh. They're coming back. Chet Holmgren uh, gets to go uh, enjoy the uh, tornadoes there in Oklahoma. It's true. Um, which I think I, I, I he's such an interesting prospect because we've never seen any sort of player like him ever. Right. He's so skinny, uh, can shoot the three ball, great passer, great shot blocker. It's just, it, it's hard to even envision a guy like him in the NBA. He, he kind of reminds you a little bit of Durant in that sense. He Super skinny, reminds tall, me long. Of, but this guy was more beefy of Darko Milicek, though. 
A little bit, yeah. Which he, he went huh. second overall. So they're uh, yeah. Now talk about the talk about yeah worst whiff ever. I mean LeBron, <laughs> Dwayne yeah. Wade, Carmelo, Bosch. Those are your other four in the top five. Ouch. Yeah, and of course, I mean Darko coming over from Europe. Where yeah, we, right. We got to see Chet do some pretty impressive things at Gonzaga, uh, one of the top teams in the country. Uh, so that should help his transition a little bit, but. Um, it, I'm interested to see him in the NBA and how he stacks up against these guys. There's, I saw a video of him actually today. He was 16 years old at Steph Curry's camp, and he was guarding um, Steph Curry, um, or Steph Curry was guarding him, and he um, took him to the hole, had like this ridiculous crossover move on Steph Curry and does like this up-and-under duck dunk, and Steph's just like, like shrugging, like I, I I don't even know what I can do because he's he's guarding the sixteen year old, um, and now Chet gets to play in the NBA. It's pretty cool, pretty crazy. So, yep, and uh, like you said, then Smith went number three. Smith from Auburn mm-hmm. went to the Rockets. Um, the Rockets are in a weird spot as a franchise right now. They they have a lot of young guys. They have who is it? Kevin Kevin Porter, I think his name is. Um, Sounds right. And then they have another guy they took second overall last year. Uh, but yeah, Jabari Smith put up huge numbers at Auburn uh, as a freshman this year. Um, and obviously, they think he's good enough to be third overall. And a lot of people were projecting him number one overall. And to get him third, right. that kind of feels like a steal for him. Right. Then um, the first Big Ten player drafted was um, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. To the Kings, uh, yeah, which didn't surprise me. The day of the draft, I kept reading how the Kings didn't even bring Ivy in for a workout. They're really high on Murray. I know the Pacers were really high on Murray in the sixth spot, which I think could have been a pretty good fit for him. But uh, he goes to Sacramento, so good for him. Um, some good publicity for Iowa, I guess. Yeah, he's the highest drafted Iowa player ever. Um, you know who, who he kind of reminds me of? I haven't seen this comp anywhere. It could be a terrible comp. Uh, but he kind of reminds me of Sean Marion a little bit. Okay. Uh, six, seven, six, eight can shoot good athlete. And he, he feels like a guy that's not going to put up massive superstar numbers, but he's going to be in the league till he's 37 and yeah. a couple yeah. all-star teams. Uh, he, he, he just seems like that kind of demeanor as well. Um, and again, hopefully for his sake, he does better in Sacramento than the previous Many draft picks have, but uh, yeah, yeah. And Ivy went fifth to Detroit, like we hit on earlier. Um, Johnny Davis was next out of the Big Ten, right? Um, after Ivy, it was Johnny Davis at yeah. ten uh, to the Wizards. The Wizards, I couldn't even remember where he went. So that's pretty incredible, though. That yeah, he, after where he was a year ago, both both him 10. and Murray. Mm-hmm. They they're kind of very similar situations where Murray they put up similar numbers as freshmen uh, coming off the bench for good teams, um, and both to be end up being top ten picks. I don't think anyone foresaw that coming into the year. Um, so good for them. Now, if I were to choose a Big Ten player that has the highest probability to be a bust, I would say Johnny Davis. He uh, he wasn't very efficient. He was, I, I've said this, and maybe it's just because I'm biz- bitter because I thought Kofi deserved it, but uh, I thought Johnny Davis was one of the worst Big Ten players of the year ever. Um, ridiculously inefficient. Obviously, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, can shoot it a little bit. Good athlete, strong. Averaged like eight rebounds a game at that size. 
Uh, but he's putting up 20 shots a game and he's only scoring 21 points. Um, so I just, I, I just think he has the highest probability of being a bust out of those uh, three Big Ten players in the top ten. Well, he ended the season on a bad note. I mean, very uh, bad note. Yeah, lost to Nebraska in the Big Ten tournament. Um, who beat him? I stopped watching the Big Ten tournament after yeah, I lost I know. in game one. Well, <laughs> I know Purdue beat Penn State, then Michigan State, then lost to Iowa. Um, Wisconsin lost to Michigan State. Was correct? it Michigan State? Okay. I think so. I think you're right. And then, and then, then they uh, lost to Iowa State, of course. Yeah, and Wisconsin could have lost to Colgate in yeah. round of 64. It was a real close game with five minutes left, and they yeah. found a way to win. But uh, – yeah, Wisconsin kind of limped to the finish line, and he uh, he did not help matters either. What do you think about the Pacers' uh, pick at number six of Benedict uh, Matherin from Arizona? Um, great shooter, good athlete. He's six <laughs> six. He he did say something stupid. I, I yes, think it was him that said. I got this. it right here. If you did, if you um, don't know what it is, he said pe- people keep saying LeBron's the best. Yeah, can can you read it? I don't want to. Um, I don't want to butcher it. Yes. Um, says a lot of people say say he's great. He said of James, I want to see how great he is. I don't think anybody's better than me. He's going to have to show it to me that he's better than me. <laughs> oh boy, that's how you put a target on your back, youngster. That's classic. 20, 20 literally just turned 20 on June 19th, just a week ago. Um <laughs> I mean, hey, take some balls to say that and uh, shows extreme confidence to do that, which is what you want, but uh, to call out one of the greatest players in the history of the game uh, is pretty dumb. And he, I'm, I'm sure LeBron will uh, be uh, – honestly, LeBron probably couldn't care less. Although I don't LeBron know. does take offense <laughs> to the smallest of things. Yeah, he might have a circle um, of the Pacers. He actually might play in Indianapolis now, Pacer fans. You might actually get to see him. He usually <laughs> yeah, that's he, his rest day usually. That's so. one of his rest days, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but Matherin, man, I watched him put up. I'm gonna go look see how much he put up. Um, <laughs> Illinois Arizona played a great game um, in Champaign in December, and uh, Illinois could not stop Benedict Matherin. He shot ten of seventeen from the floor, five of nine or five of eight from three, thirty points, seven rebounds. Uh, didn't matter who Illinois put on. Demonte Williams, one of the best, better defenders in the Big Ten, couldn't stop him. Uh, put Trent Frazier on him, even couldn't stop him. Uh, Matherin, 6'7", 195 pounds, um, a great scorer, and kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, I think he'll be a, he'll be a good pro um, if it if it was anything like. Uh, watching him torch Illinois this year. What I always love is when we talk college basketball, and, and especially when we used to play a lot of 2K, NBA 2K against each other, we mm-hmm. always like, oh, saw that guy drop 35 against Illinois. Oh, saw that guy drop 40 against <laughs> Purdue. It's always going back yep. to our teams and the memories of guys just torching our teams. It's hilarious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have a at least one memory of Ivy tearing up Illinois. Um, Illinois did a pretty good job on Keegan Murray this year. Uh, and Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis had one of the worst games of his uh, season against Illinois. But, uh, yeah, uh, Benedict Matherin killed him. I'm trying to think, see who else. Illinois did a pretty good job against Mark Williams and Duke a few years ago, two years ago. Um, the Bulls took Dalen Terry out of uh, 
Arizona, and I don't remember what he did against Illinois, but I'm uh, eager to go look it up. He must have not went off then because he wouldn't have forgot. Uh, Well, yeah, they they, they had about eight guys that went off, and I'm not sure if he was one of them or not. Uh, Only averaged eight points a game, so that's a classic Bulls guy to take a guy who started 37 games and averaged less than 10 points a game. What in the world? Uh, he, he must have tested out of this world at the combine or something. Yeah. Cause they did that with Patrick, Patrick Williams a few years ago. He didn't, he wasn't a scorer. Um, Dalen Terry had six points against Illinois. So they, they did a pretty good job on him. Yeah. I just, and this is going a little off topic again. I just remember on 2k all the time, Tristan Thompson was the one you're always like, mm-hmm. I remember when he grabbed 400 boards against Illinois, at least 40 rebounds against Illinois. <laughs> I, 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 I looked it up not too long ago to see how many actually. I think he had eleven or something Just like that. Wise. I felt like he was grabbing every single one though. <laughs> oh man! Um, um, other players of note here we have um, Malachi Brandom out of Ohio State going twentieth overall to San Antonio. Um, let me tell you, Illinois played Ohio State once this year and he put up thirty against them. So yeah, uh, Purdue played Ohio State once and uh, he almost led a major comeback because he got hot at the end. Yeah, he's he, he can cook once once he gets going. Yeah. Um no one thought he'd be a one and done guy, but uh as the process started, he started climbing up draft boards quickly. Um, it takes. to to submit himself uh, as a top 20 picks pretty impressive. Yeah. Um David Roddy is an interesting one out of Colorado State. Yeah, he's, he's a bucket. Yeah, he's 6'6", 255. He's a beast. Um struggled against read. Michigan in the tournament though, if I remember correctly. Did he? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I bring him up is he was a popular guy on the Illinois message boards because there was a lot of rumors he was going to transfer to Illinois in the offseason. Then he ends up becoming a first-round pick in the NBA. I don't think many people saw that coming, but uh, yeah, that's that's the, that's the kind of an interesting one. Um, Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame is another one who killed Illinois this year as a freshman. Yeah, he, South, uh, Ivy became the first – product of South Bend, Indiana to be a first round pick. Then Wesley goes in the first round. So you got two guys from South Bend, Indiana in the first round. Pretty cool. Yeah. Out of South, South Bend, Riley, mm-hmm. which I played baseball there one time uh, in high school. <laughs> and it was the coldest game I've ever played. That's the only memory I have of, uh, of South Bend, Riley, but yeah, he, uh, oh, okay. 14 That's points a game. I'm thinking of them. You play that. Never mind. So no, I, no, that, that was South Bend. That, that was South Bend, Washington. Uh, okay. That you're thinking gotcha. of. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're thinking of, uh, but yeah, Blake Blake Wesley. Uh, he he was another guy that had a fantastic. He was born in 2003. I uh, just oh my gosh, my back hurts right now. I'm 30 years old, and my back hurts hurting. my soul. <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. That made me so upset. How about um, um, the round? other Indiana kid? Yeah, uh, Jake Jake Larivia. Yeah, what a story Lariv- there. Yeah, yeah. man, uh, I I did not think he was going to be a first round pick. That surprised me. Nineteen to the Timberwolves. Uh, yeah, didn't have Ray- many offers at all. And then he yeah, he was. Um, he had a few D one. Wake was easily his uh, his best. Uh, I think it was his only power six or high major offer, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry, my dog is acting up tonight. So okay. sorry for everybody watching right now. Um, Wake Forest had one of the more disappointing 
um, end of the season where they blew like a big lead in the ACC tournament and lost. If they just win one of those games, he um, actually he started his career at Indiana State. It looks like that's he right. did. I yeah, did yeah, he did. And then he he used the yes. he last year to Wake Forest. <clears throat> yeah, but I was just saying his yep, offers mm-hmm. weren't very good out of high school. Right. Which I mean, it he ended up at Indiana State, so that would kind of that kind of proves it. Uh, but he had a great year for um, which I, I don't think many people thought he'd be a first round pick, and he ends up no nope. having a great draft process, obviously, and um, turning out to be. Um, a couple other Big Ten guys here. We have Caleb Houston out of Michigan. Glad he stayed in the draft. Me too. Um, because now he's gone. Um, so he went thirty second overall to Orlando. Uh, Max Christie went to the Lakers at 35 out of Michigan State. I did not see an NBA player in Max Christie the to- two times Illinois played him. Um, he just he just for a five star guy he just didn't seem like a one and done. And so maybe they're drafting on potential alone. Um, but um, yeah, I I wasn't too impressed with him this year. No, for uh, I mean he had all the hype like you said five star guy. Mm-hmm. I thought he's going to be more of a media impact than he was. And then we have EJ Liddell. Where'd he end up? Went 41st to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Um, again, I I don't have who was traded, so they, it might have been like draft rights traded to whatever. It seems like that happens in the NBA a bunch. Uh, yeah, and they and they go those, go up on stage with a different hat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the nuts. it's the dumbest thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He went 45th or 41st overall. I thought he'd be a first round pick. He he kind of. Um, is this year's version of Io DeSumo in the Big Ten. People thought he'd be a top 20 pick, and he ends up falling into the early second round. Uh, but I think Liddell has a pretty good chance to stick there for a while. He just seems like a smart enough, good enough basketball player that he's going to be in the NBA for quite a yeah, few years. Yeah, he's another one. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, we had Musa Diabate out of Michigan. Uh, he was the last Big Ten player taken. He went 43rd overall to the Clippers. Um, he was a guy that most people didn't even have getting drafted or a lot of, um, mock drafts I saw didn't even have him getting drafted, which kind of surprising. Cause I thought he was really athletic, long, mm-hmm. um, good enough to take a chance on him. And somebody obviously did. So, and I'm glad he's out of there too. Cause I thought he was going to be a real good player for Michigan over the next year or so. Yep. I was really hoping somebody would take a chance on Travion Williams late in the second round, but I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised, but a, a lot of times you see like late in the second round, people do those draft and stash of European right. players right? where they take a guy and then stash him overseas for two years, mm-hmm. three years, try to see if he can turn into something. You don't see too many college guys taken late, no, uh, so. which which is a shame. But And really uh, sometimes, sometimes it's better to go undrafted and you can pick your spot. Mm-hmm. He went to the Celtics, but that's the place where Purdue uh, pro careers go to die. So Juwan Johnson, <laughs> yeah. Tom Moore, Carson Edwards, so – uh, we'll see how that works out for him. And Sasha Stevanovich mm-hmm. went to the Spurs, so he'll be uh, some summer league guy uh, for yeah. the Spurs. Yep, yeah. and then he'll like he'll end up overseas. Yeah, um, yeah, he'll end up overseas. Which I, I think know, Travion think... could land somewhere in the G League. Yeah, and and maybe it, it's all about getting that two way deal for those right? kind of guys. Uh, you get the two way deal where you can be go up and down, up and down from the G League uh, into the NBA, and I think you make. Three hundred thousand dollars or something like that. So if you're an undrafted free agent, and get a two way deal. That's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So yep. um, 
Yeah, it's uh, and, and that's the same way with Kofi. I hope he gets a, a two-year deal or a two-way deal. Yeah, I but, hope he uh, does too. Because if he would have came back to Illinois, would have been darn near a millionaire, if not a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, he he'd be making more money at Illinois, probably even with getting any sort of deal in the NBA um, as an undrafted guy. But I mean, he's 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 older than Io. Um, yeah, he's he probably just, he gets a certain age. You're done with college. In which, which I get it. You're sick of going to school, all of that, and uh, there's nothing left he could have proved at Illinois. Right. Nothing, Ab- absolutely nothing. Right. He'll have his number in the uh, jersey in the rafters. I guess maybe the even only as thing, soon as next year. But it's not on him. Would be a deep NCAA tourney run. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, nothing's guaranteed. So. Right. Um, yeah. And honestly, with him gone, I think Illinois is better set up to have a deep NCAA tourney run than they would be with him because uh, the. They they kind of got too um, too predictable. You're gonna throw it down to Kofi. You can't you can't switch on defense. Uh, kind of bogs it down a little bit, which is great. Like I I'm not saying I wouldn't rather have Kofi. Sure, no, but no. I, I think this team more 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 athletic. All of that has a better chance to be um, make a run in the NCAA tournament. Well, unless you have any other notes on the NBA draft. Speaking of Big Ten hoops, we know the Big Ten ACC Challenge matchups already. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I uh, hate this event, per- Josh. Purdue gets their favorite matchup. Three times in the last five years, and then they also played Florida State in a 2019 non-conference tournament. I'm just tired of it. That is just lazy matchups. Yeah, <laughs> I, I and I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's, they're don't supposedly understand. made by ESPN. I think they try to... You know, match them up, of course, for ratings and, mm. and try to make them equal. I don't care. Give Purdue Pittsburgh. Give them NC State. Give them. I, I know that I've seen them play both those teams, but the challenge has been around long enough. You're going to play almost everybody, right? But they got a road game. Give them somewhere that they haven't been in a while. It just it's lazy. That's all it comes down to with this matchup. At least it's laziness. Yeah. Um. And and usually they say, well, we're trying to pair up who we think's going to be. Uh, or where they're going to match up in the standings. We think both these teams will finish right around whatever, fourth, fifth, right, third, second right. in the Big Ten. Right. Uh, but it all comes down to ratings, and um, that's why we'll, we'll always see the Michigans, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Indianas of the world get the big-time matches. Right. Even I mean, Illinois draws great ratings when they're good. Um, per, Purdue's alumni and fan base is probably is smaller compared to those schools, right? And maybe that's why they do it. Um, but it doesn't make any sense. I I, I would be so bored with it playing Florida State every um, year because it does bored. seem like every single year playing Florida it, State. It is a good challenge for their guards every year with the pressure mm-hmm. and the length and athleticism, uh, which has a lot of Purdue fans already nervous about the matchup. Like I don't care. I don't. I'm not even. I I just that's just lazy to me. Like. I yeah. kind of, from a storyline perspective, I went to Miami, even though Purdue went there yeah. two years ago and was an ultimate choke job collapse against a not a Miami team that wasn't very good. I thought that'd be kind of fun with Nigel Nigel yeah. Pack down there. And um, Miami's supposed to be pretty dang good, right? Too. Right. So, which I think I Florida know. State's supposed to be pretty good too. This event's just, I mean, I, it's not going anywhere, and it shouldn't, mm-hmm. but. It's just, it's just, it's getting boring for me. I mean, when this is the case, I mean, yeah. and this stuff just happens. And I know I'm sounding like a whiny Purdue fan, but even when, uh, uh, not too long ago, Purdue got Louisville back to back years. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I don't know. Just laziness. Illinois is playing Syracuse, which I can honestly I say, like I don't, Syracuse. 
Yeah, I, I don't remember in my lifetime Illinois ever playing Syracuse, so I'm completely yeah. okay with it, even yeah. if Syracuse isn't projected to be that good. I mean, I don't remember them ever playing Jim Beheim. Well, you guys um, didn't get Miami or Notre Dame. Those seem to be two programs yeah, you those guys have been the get. two, and they, they had a run there in the late 2000s, early – or late 2000s. Yeah, late 2000s, early 2010s, where it seems like they got Clemson about every yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was very happy with Syracuse. I was hoping for North Carolina, but knew that was probably going to be Indiana. Oh, um, yeah. That and then, um, yeah, Ohio State's going to Duke. Again, matchup from last year. Yeah. Rematch. Um, is it Michigan Notre Dame or is it Michigan State Notre Dame? Michigan State Notre Dame. Michigan and, State and Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Which, which they've played before, I remember. I was um, hoping Notre both, Dame would come to Purdue now that the Crossroads is yeah. off. They can start yeah, going cool. to their venues. That'd be neat. And I, I think they're projecting Notre Dame to be pretty good too, um, which I mean it, it makes sense if they're matched up with Michigan I think, State. I think Michigan know. got Virginia. That would make sense because Vir- Virginia got all five of their starting um, players back. Nit um, champs, so, right? And Nit champs, so they're looking like a top ten team coming into the year, um, at least early on early projections. Um, yeah. Yeah, who's who's Louisville have? They get um check. I want to say maybe Maryland. It's two new coaches, so it would be Maryland because I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's Maryland Louisville. And then Iowa got who Iowa get? I'm getting them up here. Um, yeah. I think it's Boston College Northwestern. Maybe Rutgers in Miami, which is an interesting match. Boston College is at. Well, let me make sure this is. Oh yeah, Boston College at Nebraska, Georgia Nebraska. Tech at Iowa, Georgia Tech, okay. um, Pittsburgh at Northwestern, Penn State at Clemson, Maryland at Louisville, Minnesota at Virginia Tech, hmm. Wake Forest at Wisconsin, Syracuse at Illinois, Rutgers at Miami, Michigan State at Notre Dame, Purdue at Florida State, Virginia at Michigan, Ohio State at Duke, and North Carolina at Indiana. Okay. So, and there then we, we, we still have the Gavit game schedules to go, which I know Illinois will not be in that. Will Purdue be in that? This year? They were not last year. So I would think they should be. They should be, but I know teams have had two years off before. Right. Once again, it'd be fun if Purdue and Butler could be matched up since the Crossroads isn't um, happening. That'd so. be cool. Uh, has Purdue played at Hinkle? Um, not in my lifetime. Since you've been watching? Nope. And they've never hosted Butler either in Mackey. So. Oh, interesting. So it's it's always been at uh, Banker's yep. Life or whatever that is called now. Uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, Gamebridge, okay. And then yeah, never, in, never. NCAA tournament once, right? Yes, yes. Second round up in Detroit a couple of years ago after the Isaac Haas elbow game. Yep. Um, how's, how's the rest of Purdue's non-conference schedule looking? Well, they're in the really tough non-con out in uh, Oregon. They're in the Phil Knight Invitational thing or mm. whatever that's called. Um I mean, I'm gonna look that up real quick because their side of the uh, their side of the bracket is really pretty stacked. Um, let's see, it's the PK yeah, Invitational. Okay, yeah. Um, of course, now that I type it in, I'm not finding. Uh, oh crud! That's the wrong year. Um. No, it's not. It says 2022. Um, this is embarrassing. 
Well, <clears throat> I know uh, Alabama, Iowa State, Michigan State, North Carolina, Oregon, Portland, Yukon, and Villanova mm. are on one side, but Purdue's on the opposite side, and I so, know Duke's on their side. What happens if they have to play Michigan State? I don't think you can get matched up with the other side. It's oh, um, gotcha. Okay, yeah, it's gotcha. this is making me mad because now I can't, I can't find Illinois as a tough non-con. It's the toughest of the Brad Underwood era, in my opinion. Except maybe his first or second year, they had a loaded one and it did not go very well. With I, I, I found teams. it. I found it. Okay. So Purdue's part is Duke, Florida, Gonzaga, Oregon State, Portland State, Purdue, West Virginia, Xavier. It's pretty tough. Yeah, so, so they tough. do have that. They, I don't think they really have any other marquee yeah. games. I know <laughs> it was announced today that a new event called the Indy Classic is going to be played in Indianapolis. Purdue plays Davidson, and um, Ball State plays, I want to say, Illinois State in the first game. And then Purdue and Davidson, which went Purdue's favor back in 08 when Steph Curry was there. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not like the crossroad was. So. Yep. Yeah. Illinois plays in the main event in Las Vegas, <clears throat> and they'll play two of UCLA, Virginia, and Baylor. So that'll be brutal. That'll be brutal. And then they have Texas in the Jimmy V Classic, which Texas is projected top ten team. And then this beer's not fun to play against. No, he's not. Syracuse, and um, then Missouri, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't remember Illinois ever playing UCLA or Virginia. At least it's, um, it's fun to play they, teams you never see yes, a team play. Yeah. They've they've played Baylor two or three times the past ten or fifteen years, which which that'd be an interesting one with Matthew Mayer um yeah. coming back and playing Baylor. Uh but other than that, I'm kind of rooting for a UCLA um at some point. And I know Indiana plays Kansas, Arizona, and North Carolina. So mm-hmm. there's gonna be pretty tough. Yep. But so. they uh they want to prove they're still blue blood, so you gotta prove you it. Got it yep, you gotta programs. prove it. Yep. Yeah, gotta yep. prove it. Yep. Well, so. uh, well, I got a word association that has some college athletes in it. Um, this is a very random word association. I just kind of went through in my head guys you at least at one time just didn't like in sports, mm-hmm. all sorts of sports. So this is that's a long a jumbled, list to choose from there, T Dog. Yeah, this could be a jumbled mess. So starting off with Yadier Molina. Uh neck tattoo. All right. Yeah. He, uh, he might be the worst. He he's not even in the Hall of Fame yet, but he will be the worst player ever to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. That's a pretty big uh pretty good big take there, but that's what the show's about. Great, great, great defensive catcher. Terrible offensively should not be should not be in the Hall of Fame, but he, he he I mean he will be. It's pretty it's pretty easy to see that. Colton Wong, Colton Wong, man, I hated him in his Cardinal days. Don't hate him as much with the Brewers. Yeah, um, he he was just one of those players that would just get under your skin because he he was not very good in his early tenure with the Cardinals. But yet every single double he'd hit he'd act like he just won the world series and it it just rubbed me the wrong way really good defensive second baseman this one's kind of for kicks and giggles drew stubbs oh man (laughs) our good buddy andrew eiler and i this is how bad the cubs and reds were back in the day and how desperate we were to argue about something 
Um, our good buddy Andrew Eiler and I would argue about who was the better outfielder, Tyler Colvin or Drew Stubbs. Both were terrible. Stubbs was probably better, but I will I, I will die on the hill that Tyler Colvin was better. And the rest of our friend group just hated both guys because of the <laughs> argument. This is probably not fair to put this guy on the list, but he's been uh, – a subject of the 10 and J man show for a couple uh, years now, Jason Hayward. Jay. Hey, I feel bad for the guy. Honestly, I, I do. Um, it's, it, it, it's not his fault. Like we, I have started to despise Jason Hayward and that's not fair to him. I don't hate Jason Hayward. Uh, but today, actually this week, I think it, it might've been today. Jed Hoyer was talking about Hayward and said, you know, we, we have the work he does with these young guys mentoring and all that. Um, he's still very valuable to this franchise. So he kind of played it both ways. Didn't say one way or the other, which way, you know, he was thinking, but David Ross came out today and said, uh, loyalty is key. So loyalty above all else, which tells me that he's going to continue to play him, even though he's terrible. Um, (laughs) and, and that was the one concern, a big concern we had when the Cubs hired David Ross, how's he going to manage these players he played with? Well, he's showing his cards now. Uh, and we're finding out, and it's not going well. So, I wish I had a bleep button ready for the next few of these names. But, oh, boy. Uh, Tom Ricketts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's there to be said that hadn't already been said, right? Yeah, I've, I've said so much about him. It's getting to the point where the FCC will shut us down if we continue to talk about him. Steven Ross. So, Steven. Um I I prefer him to Tom Ricketts, and I cannot stand Stephen Ross. Yep. Uh, his wanting to go out and get to Sean Watson really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, <laughs> how, however, his he 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 does spend in off seasons, unlike Tom Ricketts. So it's kind of one of those. Uh, I hate them both, but uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I've I, good. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sweating. Uh, <laughs> Joe Philbin. Oh, Joe Philbin, Mr. Mackey, South Park. That's a good comparison. That's what he reminds me of. He was more concerned about cleaning up the trash in the locker room than he was putting a quality football product on the field. <laughs> uh, probably more in this guy's New England days, but Tom Brady. Yeah, I uh, hated playing against him. Obviously, respect the heck. You got to respect the guy. Um, how do you? I mean, how do you not? Didn't hate him as much of, as a lot of people did. He's just like, what What do you do? I mean, he's one of the greatest ever. And the uh, Dolphins actually usually would get Dolphins, him once in a while. Yeah, so Dolphins I mean, would get him in Miami. I yeah. think they only beat him at least since 2008, only twice in New England. Hey, but, helped the Broncos uh, win a Super Bowl because of it. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Peyton Manning. Peyton. I never hated Peyton. I hated the team he played for. I actually, I didn't even hate the team he played for. I hated the fans of the team he played for. Um, They were obnoxious back in the 2000s that I just couldn't stand. Now, I I don't mind the Colts as much. Don't hear about them, Um, especially not living in Indiana anymore. But uh, growing up, going to school with all these Colts fans was miserable back in the day when they were good. Speaking of that category, Andrew Luck. Luck, I, I never hated Luck either, but... Uh, My dad he, begs to differ. Uh, <laughs> well, I 
I would just make comments to make your dad mad is, is uh, the, the thing I would do. And I, I took great joy out of that. That's why I rip on Carson Wentz as much as I do. Um, oh, I should have put him on the list. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, uh, he, he had the old Kyle Orton neck beard going on as well. Um, he hope he's enjoying retirement. I know got I would be. Got a few others here. This guy I love because he blocked you on Twitter. Tim Beckman. Timmy Beckman. Oh, man. What to say about old Ted Lasagna? His wife's lasagna. Going to have a team over every Friday night. My wife's going to make lasagna. That worked um, out well. Yeah, that dude, I will give him credit. Started 2-10, and 10, went to 4-8, and eight, went to 6-6, six and six, and then he gets fired. So he actually, he, he was a much better football coach than Lovey Smith yeah, was. Yeah, he was. Um, but he was a buffoon. That's about the best way I can describe him as buffoon. My mom's favorite guy in sports here, Brian Kelly. <laughs> Hothead, yeah. um, down in the bayou. Yeah. Had some kid go up on scaffolding to film practice, and the kid ended up dying. Um, that's that that is hitting my lasting memory of Brian Kelly is a kid dying under his watch Screaming and him his getting off scot free. Yeah. Tom Izzo, oh whiny, doesn't stop whining. Um, the official the the officials help him out too. Um, only got his number this year though. It's kind of it's kind of nice to see. This one I don't I don't think you hate this guy like I do, but maybe maybe you do. Dane Five. No, I I don't. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion he's on because I I I didn't really watch Big Ten basketball back when he played, so I don't really remember him. I'm dirty. sure he's super dirty. Yeah. Um, there's probably a reason why he was let go by Indiana though. I yes. I don't think he was really well liked there. Um, <laughs> and I I haven't heard if he's landed anywhere or not. I don't think he has. So, which which that tells you all you need to know. Well, we got four more, and they're all Big Ten related here. So, Hunter Dickinson. Hate Hunter Dickinson. Um, he is the I most. Do too. He he's the cockiest, and he he backs it up. He's a great player, but a uh, really good player he has not beaten Illinois yet, which I'm very happy with. But he does not shut up about Illinois, and it makes us so mad because he, he can't <laughs> beat them yet. He can't stop talking about them. They Illinois live in his head, rent free, rent free yep. in Hunter Dickinson's yep. head. So yep. you hate to see it. Jordan Bohannon, uh, the elderly Bohannon, who's <laughs> been around for ninety years. It feels like talk about living rent free in a guy's head. They haven't beaten Illinois in three years, and he still just cannot shut up about them. Um, I'm sure him getting punched. A lot of people were very happy with him getting his lights knocked out there last summer. Two more. Draymond Green. Draymond. Talked about him last week, how much we hated him. Um, Good good Big Ten player. Obviously a good pro. Um, Runs his mouth. Cocky. All of that. But, hey, it gets under guys' skin. Gets in their head. So it's, it's effective for him. And last, Kevin Warren. Oh man, uh, I—he's no, not the worst commissioner in sports. I—I right, I agree with you there. I—I I know who that. We all know who that is. Uh, but he—he he bungled the COVID, and of course, I'm—it—he was in an unenviable position. So he I'll was. give him the benefit of the doubt. But he made an absolute mess out of everything he's done so far. Everything, yeah. every single thing he's touched has turned <laughs> to crap. Yeah, in the Big yeah, Ten really and. Has. I, I think they're moving towards getting rid of divisions um, yeah. in the Big Ten, which will you, 
you'll have four teams maybe competing for a Big Ten right. championship. Then no one else gets a shot. It's not going to change anything, really. It's still going to be the same No, it's going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan. You're going to get a lot of back-to-back week rematches of Ohio State, Michigan a lot of years. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. So I understand why they're probably going to do it. That was a good list. Thanks. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dan Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Do you want to get educated here real quick? I'm not yes. talking about baseball this week. We are running All right, out of time. Yeah, yeah so we will, are running out of time. I will fly through this. I still have to do a book it as well. Um, On this day in, man, 1979, heavyweight Muhammad Ali confirms that his third retirement is final. In parentheses, told you he retired it, says, it isn't. Times. So he I didn't know he retired multiple either. times. Huh. Yeah, me either. Um, on this day in 1988, Mike Tyson did something good. Uh, he no. KO'd Michael Spence in ni- 91 seconds. That's pretty fast. Um, in Atlantic City, and he won $67 million. That's a lot of money in 88. That's a lot of money now, but back in 88, guys weren't winning that. He won um, $67 million? That's what it says. Oh, what? Which is insane back then. What? That's that's what it said. Yeah. Oh no. That's wow. that seems wrong. Yeah, it does. Um, but okay. Yeah, maybe it was six point seven million. Still, that's a lot of money back then. Still, that's a lie. Yeah. In nineteen ninety, on this day, Jose Canseco signed a record four point seven million dollar per year Oakland A's contract. Bash brother. <laughs> Who was the number one overall pick in the nineteen ninety NBA draft? 90? Mm-hmm. I only have a guess. Derek Coleman. I don't think yep. he would have gotten that one. Nope, Syracuse. On this day in 2001, who was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft? It was a high school player. Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown by the Washington Wizards. He was yep. a bust. Yep. Who was the number one pick taken in 2013? Uh, it's the dude in Toronto. I can't. Uh, Barnani? Bar, Barn. Uh, Barn. Uh, 2013? Yeah. No, I'm wrong. It was like 2006, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know uh, why you can't An- my name. Anthony Bennett. Oh, well, he's forgettable. Talk about biggest bust. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I did. I did. Uh-huh. You are right. That guy in Toronto was the mid 2000s. I, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, that's going to do it, though, for On This Day. And that is the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to grow charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects. Visit their Facebook page or Instagram at Moody Woodcrafts. And for orders, contact them at moodywoodcrafts at gmail.com. The Cubs had one of the more shocking sweeps in the history of base or sweeps. Shocking series win in the history of baseball, taking two or three from the Cardinals. But this will be the J-Man's book at prediction of the week here real quick. The Cubs will win back-to-back series for the first time what feels like Three months when they uh, <laughs> take on the Reds this week uh, for three in Wrigley Field. Cubs have been a terrible home team. Uh, so it wouldn't be surprised me to see them get swept. They do have to face Luis Castillo and Hunter Green. Uh, but I think Cubs win back-to-back series uh, for the first wow, time. Wow, it's a positive booking. Yeah. In a while. Uh, book it! J-Man's Book of British of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers' Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And tomorrow's National Insurance Awareness Day. <clears throat> so keep Travis in mind there. Oh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I only gave you get- three minutes to talk. Uh that's okay. Hockey. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> like I said at the start of the podcast, the Avalanche finished off the Tampa Bay Lightning last night to win the series four games of two, winning their third cup in franchise history. Pretty good for a franchise that moved from Quebec down to Denver in, in 95. They've made three <clears throat> Stanley Cup finals, and they've won all three of them in their franchise history. That's pretty impressive. So they'll have now three places on the Stanley Cup right now with their some of their teams on it. Um, just it, the city of Denver, besides a Broncos town, the Avalanche is number two, at least when they're good. It's not even close. The Nuggets and Rockies aren't even close. And hockey seems to do that to a lot of communities, it seems like. Yeah, it does um, seem like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they really – I mean, I, I might be a little biased, but the Avalanche were the best team all year. But that didn't mean they were going to get it done. Yeah. What, uh, what I see, they, they were just the fifth team in the last – 35 years, I think, to be the preseason favorites to end right. up winning the Stanley Cup. It's, it's tough. Um, and, and, you know, Lightning were coming off back-to-back Stanley Cup uh, uh, championships, and they couldn't. They were trying to become a dynasty, do a three-peat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Avalanche said no way. Uh, it was a good series, though. I mean, really competitive. Definitely the two best teams in hockey. Just really happy for a lot of the guys. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, young stud in the leagues, finally can call himself a winner. Gabriel mm-hmm. Landeskog has been the captain for – a decade or so in Colorado, he's finally a winner. Eric Johnson, he's been through the some awful times in, in the Av- with the Avalanche, and so if, I mean the Avalanche, they were the worst team in hockey five years ago, and now they're Stanley Cup champions. I mean, credit to Joe Sakic, uh, legendary player. Uh, I mean, I'm going to call him the best Avalanche player of all time. I don't think there's too many people to argue with me with that. And uh, he stuck with Jared Bednard, even though a lot of people were calling for his head for uh, being an early exit, early playoff. Early playoff round exit three years in a row. Stuck with him, saw it through. He pressed right buttons this year. Um, this team should be good for many more years to come. I mean, Miko Retnan still a stud. Kel McCarr wins the best uh, def- def- uh, He won the trophy for the best defenseman in the NHL. Then he wins the the the, uh, the trophy that goes to the MVP of the Stanley Cup last night. And he's only twenty three years old. So um, yeah, guys stepped up when they needed to. It was a fun ride all the way in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it gets me juiced up already to keep watching them next year. But 
you don't want to take these things for granted because no. uh, 2001 was a long time ago. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can go, you, you know, in sports, you can go a long time without seeing any of your teams do anything. So very fun, yeah. though. 2016 was a long time ago. And what yeah. I wanted to see about the Rockies earlier was, so Avalanche have been there since 95, the Rockies a couple of years before that. The Rockies have been to a World Series, but they've only made the playoffs three or four times and have still yet to win a division title. Hmm. So it's not going to happen anytime soon either. Can't even compare hmm. it to. It's not even close. Uh, Birdie Buggy here real quick. What Big Ten school has the most first-round picks in NBA draft history with 28? I don't think I'm right here, but they keep coming back to my head. I think it's Ohio State. They are third most. <laughs> Not even second. Oh, great. Now we're tied. Indiana second. Yeah. Is Michigan that narrowed down? Michigan. <laughs> 28. It didn't even come yeah. to my head. and that, that makes so much sense. Didn't even come to my yeah. head. Even even recently, they've, they've had two this year in the draft. I'm an idiot. I deserve <laughs> a bogey. We deserve to be tied. I'm mad at myself. We we are combined. How, how many? I mean, we're six how, over par. I think each. How many weeks into the year were we, we're about eh, 20, 20 some? We're almost halfway. So 24, 25 weeks into the year, and we are a combined plus twelve. That was the worst one I've missed yet. I think we're terrible. That was awful. I, that I don't know awful. if I would have picked Michigan. How? I mean. Although Michigan has had a lot recently, that's the only reason why they're in. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So. I'm I'm yeah. an idiot. Thanks for watching the Tan and Jamie oh, show and next pro- week. Yes, programming note. We, yep. Yes, we will be streaming on Wednesday. Um, I believe is that correct? Wednesday. Wednesday yes, the sixth. It's the fourth yep. of July, and actually, I will be uh, in Rochester on the fourth of July, partying it up. So uh, I will not be able to be in studio. But uh, Wednesday night, we will be live at six thirty. Yep. So uh, have a fantastic week, everybody. Have a great fourth of July. We'll be back at it next.